your exclusive home of the D-backs. Diamondbacks. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. D-backs manager Tori Lovello joins Burns and Gambo to talk D-backs baseball. D-backs on the road in Kansas City, and we rearrange some things on the schedule. No big deal. Joining us right now, the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Tori Lovello, who joins us here on the Burns and Gambo show. Tori, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Got such great memories of Kansas City. I remember doing a radio show at the Negro League Museum and sitting down with Buck O'Neill for an entire hour and just talking baseball with Buck O'Neill. It's one of my favorite memories. Yeah, that that must have been a special treat. We uh, we actually went over there yesterday. We had a day off. Um, I, you know, I threw it together, brought as many people over there as possible, just learn about the history of, of the Negro Leagues and um, and some of the things that they had to go through as athletes, as, as gifted athletes that nobody really understands. And just an unbelievable venue. Uh, Bob Kendrick, an amazing human being, who's the president. Uh, it was just a really really good time, a really good couple of hours getting informed. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'm not a I'm not like an autograph collector, but when I got done with that interview with Buck O'Neill, I ran into their team shop. I bought a Monarchs jersey, and I brought it to Buck, and I said, Mr. O'Neill, will you, I, I don't ever do this, but will you just sign this for me? And he did. And I, it's, a, it's a, a treasured piece of mine, a Monarchs jersey signed by Buck O'Neill. It should be. He's a Hall of Famer, right? Um, the National Baseball Hall of Fame did a great thing in recognizing him this past year. So it's a great accomplishment and a great call on your part, Gamble. So many things to talk about from this past weekend. I think the one I want to start with is is just since the All-Star break, it's been a good transformation for you guys when you're playing kind of the subpar teams. When you play the better teams, it continues to be a struggle. I, I know if you knew the reason why you'd fix it, but if you started to diagnose other than the fact that the competition is just better when you're playing those better teams, how you can be yeah, better against the better teams? That's an easy way to look at it, of course, right? We can build that in and say, here's the reason why we're not winning baseball games because St. Louis Cardinals are in first place and they've got a payroll of a hundred and whatever million dollars. And we can we can go down that rabbit hole, but I, I I'm not going to let that happen. Um, nor will any of the staff. And we're going to make sure that these players understand, no matter who we're playing, no matter what day we're playing, any type of team, we're going to go out and play our game our way and just let the chips fall where they may. The thing that stands out to me more than any other, and I can't I can zero in on it, is when you're playing subpar teams, you can make a mistake or two and still get away with winning the game. When you make a mistake or two against good teams, they take advantage of it. So that's really on us. It was a double play ball the other day. Who knows what would have happened in back of it, but it would have been two outs, nobody on. Um, but instead, it's an inning that's built, and it led to some runs, and we ended up losing the game by a couple of runs. So we just can't lose those margins. And no matter who we're playing, that's that's the ultimate goal. And when we do against good teams, we pay for it, and that's how it should be. We want to get to that point where we do it well. You know, we punish teams when when they give us extra outs. But I've never signed up for any part of giving the team extra outs, and that's something that really eats at me. And when it happens, it frustrates me, and it's something that we work very hard at to never allow it to happen again. But obviously, we know it's a game of errors and making mistakes. We got to make some adjustments, and we will. Yeah, we also know that um, you know if this if this team had a better back end of the bullpen, you'd probably be in contention for a playoff spot right now. But you've had a lot of struggles. And we saw it again on Saturday with Mark Melanson gives up the run, then leaves the bases loaded, comes out, then a grand slam. And, you know, Mark has really, really struggled. You kind of removed him from the closer role and went closer by committee. But you're down to the final six weeks.
weeks of the season. I know you want to win as many games as you can. What's the plan for Mark Melanson going forward? Well, it's still going to be the same as, as what uh, what we talked about once we removed him from from that role. Um, you know, he's going to get the baseball. We can't run from anybody that's in our bullpen. I can't I can't do that. And uh, I want to show confidence in everybody at different times for different reasons. And I'll play the matchup game. I'm going to try and put him in there against the best matchup that's going to help him get the outs and, and collect wins for the ball club. Um, you know, it's sometimes there's some hard decisions. You know, removing him. He was our closer. He was brought in as our closer. That was a tough decision to pull him out of that role. And I think our team has gotten better since we have kind of gone to this committee situation. So we're going to continue to, to line guys up no matter who they are, right, left-handed, match them up the best way we know how. We spend a lot of time doing that pregame to get guys to go up there and get the best outs against the best matchups possible. But, but why, why show confidence? What, what has he done to deserve that where you're showing confidence in him? I mean, it's been struggles really since the beginning of the season. I, I agree. It hasn't been pristine um, and it's been as good as we had hoped, no doubt about it. But I know what he's doing in between his, his work um, on the field. He's, he's getting a ton of really, really highlighted work and trying to improve every single day. And he's done it at a high level. So, you know, that's the reason why I feel like he can and will get a chance to turn it around. Um, will he get every opportunity that, that is presented to him? Probably not. I have to look in other directions. But he is a member of that bullpen. I can't totally run from him in these certain situations. Tell me why you thought Friday night was a good night for Tommy Henry with how he pitched against St. Louis, Skip. Yeah, it was five and a third. Uh, gave up one run, kept us in a ball game against a very, very good um, right-handed hitting team. They do a good job against left-handed pitchers, and you, you know, you're 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 silently holding your breath, thinking, "Tommy, just execute your game plan. Trust the game plan. You got this. And if you do it, you're going to be able to pitch deep into this game." And he went out there with with some great mound presence and just executed, executed at a really, really high level. He pushed he pushed around his fastball around the entire zone, burying breaking balls when he had to. He landing strike breaking balls when he needed so it was just a really good job of execution he's done a good job of that since he's been here Madison Bumgarner talked about how he feels like he's the wink weak link in the rotation his last couple times out he did give up the two home runs to pull holes and you guys made a valiant comeback you got within a run before the bullpen struggled but I just want to get, get your thoughts on what are you seeing out of Bumgarner right now yeah um, you know He's he's out there just gutting it out, trying to give us everything he possibly can to help us win baseball games. Um, you know, he gets moving in a great direction. It's a quality start. He's going to be able to keep us in the game. But, I, you know, I think he's got to make some adjustments. I think he's got to be able to land pitches in different quadrants of the strike zone. And those are things that we're talking about daily with him, being able to, to make adjustments, read swings, follow game plans, and go out and execute at a very high level. But I will say this. There's nobody better that's, that's you know, walking up there every fifth day with the intent to just absolutely obliterate the opposing lineup. He does that because that's who he is. That's part of his DNA. Now it's just a matter of execution. He's got to execute for all 9,500 pitches that he's going out there and throwing. I think there's this, this, this window of pitches, probably 15 to 20 pitches, where he doesn't land it. And when he doesn't land it properly, he pays for it. And I think that's been the difference between some of his wins and some of his losses. You know, before the show today, we were talking about Christian Walker and run saved and how good defensively he is. I, I think I know what you're going to say here, but do you think he's worthy of a gold glove this year at first base? 
Of course, of course. You know, when you look at defensive run saved and some of the metrics, he's at the top of the class. And uh, he's done an unbelievable job. He he plays a very crisp, accurate first base. Um, he understands just concepts and timing and rhythm. Uh, he's as good as, as I've seen in a long time at picking up uh, low throws from, from across the diamond. So, of course, I feel like he's a strong consideration. I get a chance to see him work every day, not only on the field, but this guy is tireless in his workout. It's just, he's out there early taking early work defensively. Anytime he can't get on the field to take ground balls, he's the first one out there. He's been a great asset for us defensively. Atoria, we appreciate the time as always. Best of luck today against the Royals. We will talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, boys. Talk to you soon.